0: Good afternoon, it's 4.20, you know what time that is. It's time for some uh, stoner logic. My name's Tim, I'll be your talkie today. Uh, I've indulged earlier and uh, feel good, ready to talk a little bit, tell you a few things going on, how I view things. Today I want to talk about kids and pot, call it kids and THC, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, kids and pot. And the reason I want to talk about this is because, you know, there's a lot of people out there now that are, are smoking marijuana for the right purpose, which is for pain and relief and things. And of course, there's those who smoke it because they just freaking like it. Well, I was one of those people that just liked it. I liked it from the time I was fourteen years old and I first got to try it. So it upset me the other day when I heard an announcement from Snoop Dogg saying that uh he was uh going smokeless. Of course everybody bit, we all got on that. You know, you think, Okay, he's he's the you know he's up there. He's he's quitting and then all of a sudden you DJs, they decide. Well, we're we're gonna quit smoking pot too. Of course, my wife brings it up to me, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not quitting. Um, <laughs> you know why I've been smoking since I was fourteen. <laughs> you know, Snoop pays his uh, his personal roller between forty and fifty thousand dollars a year to rolling joints or blunts or whatever he's wanting to smoke. But can you imagine that he's got somebody hired to Roll joints for him or, or blunts, envious, envious, I guess. But of course it, it all turned out that he was actually just putting a little teaser out there because he was endorsing a smokeless outdoor fire pit. And uh, it shows him a few days later, but he, he put one on overs, but no, I've been smoking since about 14 years old. I, I think I mentioned that I had a nickname and, in junior high, they called me the B-man, B, the the alphabet B, A-B. And the B was for buzz because I had slanted eyes when, when I would smoke pot. My eyes would get real slanty where I couldn't, you know, I could see, but people couldn't see me. They'd think I was asleep. Uh, and they called me B-man for buzz. So, you know, so, yeah, I've been smoking a long time and not, you know, off and on, off and on, doing, you know, going through.
1: Uh, and and that's what I want to talk
0: about is is kids. So, you know, uh, I don't know if I, I mentioned this, but when I went into the military, of course, they asked me if I'd ever smoked marijuana. And I go, yeah.
1: And uh, they go, uh well, how
0: many times <laughs> I go what today? And he goes, no, how many times have you smoked marijuana? And I go a lot. And uh, well, we're going to have to do a psychological evaluation to see if you're, you know, can can join. So I'm like, okay, I'm 17 years old people. This is, you know, 1973, and, uh, I don't know anything. I'm just, no, I need to get away from where I'm living because I'm smoking a lot of pot and doing a lot of stupid things. So, you know, as, as a kid and they're our they kids with pot here, I am smoking as a kid, but I realize I need to change atmospheres a little bit. So I go through all their little testing bullshit and come back and, you know, took all my tests and everything. And I'm ready. To, okay, let's go. And he goes, oh, hold, hold on a second. I see where you smoked pot before. And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, uh, come come back here. I need to talk to you. So Cruder and I get up and we go talk. And he goes, look, they, they changed the policy. I said, what are you talking about? They changed the policy. He goes, well, he goes, uh, You're going to have to sign an affidavit saying that you haven't smoked marijuana more than four times. He is now, you know, that's construed as a fraudulent enlistment. Of course. Shit. You know, look, I was honest with you. I told you I smoked pot. I couldn't tell you how many times because I don't know how many times. Well, well, do you really want to join? Well, yeah. Well, if you come back and tell Somebody that I told you this, I said, I'll call you a liar. Me against you, you know. As far as I'm concerned, you know, you can sign it, you can't sign it. So I signed the papers and, you know, mm. I'm, uh, I haven't spoke pot more than four times. <laughs> so I join, go in basic training. I'm in basic training you know, got stripped down to all your dignity. They want to make you one as a unit. You know, everybody gel, shave your heads, everybody gets their head shaven, everybody gets their clothes taken, you know, away. you get into a uniform, you all look alike. They want you to become a unit. What about the fourth day of my unit, I get called to the, to the drill sergeant's office and There's a couple other guys there with me. I don't really know who they are. They don't know who I am, but we're told that we're marching down the building, such and such and such and such. The outcome of that march and us coming back will determine whether we remain in the military and in that squadron at the time. So we go marching down (laughs) the earth to get it out into the rainbow. But anyhow... We march, and us four people we walk in, and now us four become about, eh, auditorium full of maybe 200 people. There's like 200 people sitting in this auditorium. Like shit, what's this about? Now comes this second lieutenant, he comes strutting out, He's strutting. He looks good, strutting.
1: He comes out, he gets behind the thing, and he goes, "Gentlemen." You are here because at one time in your life you smoked more than
0: four times marijuana. Now, the definition of smoking is if you smoked 1,000 marijuana cigarettes in one day, that's one time. Okay. Now I remember I told him I smoked. Well, I ain't going home with a shaved head after I was a long hair and you know, all that. and People find out that, you know, I came home because I <laughs> smoked pot. Well, they knew that. <laughs> My friends knew that. But, you know, I'm like, okay, I ain't doing this. I ain't. So paper comes along. I checked the box saying I've only smoked, you know, less than four times. Figured if I'd smoked 1,000 marijuana cigarettes in one day, that's 4,000. Hmm, trying to calculate, okay, that's maybe a year or so. You know, okay, I'll do this. So, you know, growing up, a kid who smoked pot, you know, maybe I wasn't heading anywhere, but I got out and I did all right for myself. You know, did all right. Put my, got my act together, you know, still like to smoke pot, you know, did that. But uh, get married, have a family. Now, when you have a family, that's a whole different perspective. Whole different perspective. So now you got kids in the house. Well, back in the day, you know, people smoked cigarettes in their house to smoke a pot. But yeah, you know, pot back then, skunk weed, baby, skunk weed. That's that's all I can tell you. Skunk weed. It ain't like now where you get all the, the different stuff and you got the vapes and you got all this stuff. Now we're talking about Gainesville green. If you're lucky but it was usually uh uh Alcapulco no gold okay so uh you know it was pretty hell you got a you got an ounce for 20 bucks what do you, what do you think what do you think you know yeah i mean it, it was insane why do you think we smoked it you know we could afford we could afford the uh, the pot we could not afford coke so we we smoked you know so yeah, twenty bucks an ounce. Of course, in that ounce, you might have had about mm, an eighth of nothing but seeds. You know, now you buy seeds and you know to hope that you get the female. But you know, like I said, it was it was crazy. Of course, it wasn't as it's not like it was is today. Let's put it that way. But you know, pot. So here I got kids now, five years apart. Five years apart. Got a, a girl. And I got a boy, five years apart. The girl's in sixth grade,
1: sixth grade. And uh, they're learning
0: different things from officer friendly, officer friendly. So I'm trying to be careful. I mean, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm, you know, discreetly. Now, she, she she would like to sneak out and try to catch me. What are you doing, daddy? You know. It was incredible. It was like hide-and-seek. I'd go over to my neighbor's house behind her house, be smoking back there, and and when are you down, Natty? I mean, you know. So she gets in sixth grade. She's she's pretty smart. You know, um, somehow something happened. I don't know, but she found like a quarter pound of my pot. (laughs) I told you, I liked smoking. I didn't like being without. And I wasn't selling. That's that's the honest truth. I didn't. I didn't sell. I never sold. You know. I'd give people stuff because that way, if I was ever out, they might reciprocate. You know, equal opportunity smoker. I and and that's a nice thing about people who like to smoke pot. We'd rather smoke with other people because that gives us somebody to talk to or somebody to go. Yeah, man. You know, whatever. I mean, you know, that, that was the thing. But anyhow, back to the story. My daughter finds a quarter pound of my pot. And she gets, you know, locks herself in the bathroom, crying in there. And I'm outside on the you know, door, door saying, look, do not flush that down the toilet. You know, <laughs> I mean, priorities here. I'm trying to think, you know, this is, this is years later when pot's no longer $20 uh, and and OZ. So, you know, um, anyhow, I finally get her out, put the pot up and and we go back. My my wife is like, oh my God, what are
1: we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, so I take my daughter back and we sit down and
0: I said, well, let's talk about this. Of course, she had been crying. And she's like, well, where did you get it? I go, what, what, what difference does it make? What well, makes a difference? Who, who, who are you getting it from? i thinking, my God, I'm being drilled by a 12-year-old. You know, the, her brother, he's, he's oblivious. He's outside skateboarding and doing whatever. He could care less. She's like, huh." You know, she's just drilling me. I, you know, I said, look. I said, let me ask you a question. I go, do you live in a nice house? She goes, yes, sir. I said, do you do ballet, jazz, tap, anything you want to do? Well, y- yes, sir. I said, do you eat three meals a day? She said, yes, sir. I said, well, if I had a drug problem, you wouldn't have all that and she's cling, cling, clink, cling, clink because cling, cling, she's
1: the smart one in the family.
0: And of course, she asked me again, where do I get it, blah, 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 blah. Why do I smoke it? And I said, look, it's my drug of choice. I don't drink, and, and that's true. I, I do not drink anymore. I used to drink, but I, I couldn't handle the alcohol and the pot was better for me. So, you know, I haven't gotten glaucoma yet. You know what I'm talking about. So she's like, well, you know, and I go, well, look, I, I need to tell you something also. I said, you know, officer friendly that y'all got that comes to your class and tells you, look, you know, if you know anybody or, you know, anybody in your family who, who you might think is smoking marijuana, come to us and we'll try to help you. She's, yeah, and I go, well, you don't say anything to him. And she says, sir. And I go, no, you're not, not going to go to school and tell them that, what, what's going on. Here. I said, do you want to know why? And she's, yeah. And I go, because they're not going to take me out of the home. They're going to take you out of the home. So therefore, you won't be living here while I'm going through the court process of, you know, you tell them. The cops said, you found marijuana in our house. Do you understand that? And she's like, yes, sir. I said, so we don't talk about this, correct? She's like, correct. I said, good. So we gave each other a hug. She kind of cried it out a little bit more. You know, probably I disappointed her again. But as it is, uh <laughs> She's been my daughter for a long time, and I don't think she's too disappointed in me over the years i think i've I've done some things and I've tried to be a good person, but I do smoke pot now it's legal, so she's she's happier about that i guess uh you know so uh but that's that's what's raising a kid and then finding a quarter pound of pot now, my son, on the other hand five years younger than her. You know, he growing up, he's in sports. He's in skateboarding. He's into anything where he can hurt himself. Bungee jumping, doing whatever. This is the one that at 20, drove across country by himself to California, boom, boom back, you know, and survive by himself. <laughs> uh, when, when most young people don't do that, but, he, you know if you told him the stove is hot, he would have to touch it just to make sure we're telling the truth, so you know he's oblivious. he's playing sports, like I said, skateboarding surfing, yeah, you know, cool kid uh going through going through life good he's uh uh he becomes president of his senior class uh. Homecoming cake yeah, just please.
1: Well, I get a phone call from my daughter from
0: college. She calls me at
1: work. Calls me at work.
0: Hey baby, what's going on? What you need? Everything good? College good? Life good? Yep, yep. Got money? Good. We're life. Like right? what what can I do you for? You got a problem, Pop. I'm like, well, yeah, I got a few problems, but, you know, can we be more specific here? She goes, yeah, uh, my brother, your son, um, was looking for his rookie baseball card for whoever and came across something in your sock drawer. Well, I know what was in my sock drawer, which was, you know, some pot. And now, like I said, this this young man at the time, <laughs> he didn't smoke pot. He was, you know, all American, gonna do everything he's gonna do. But he's upset. I mean, this this upsets him. He's he's on the sensitive side also. But you know, so she's you got a problem. So she tells me he found my pot and you know, yeah, blah blah blah. And I said, okay, I'll take care of it. Take care of it. Well, I worked in a, a retail store that sold a lot of Christmas stuff. And uh, they had what they called
1: potpourri. Potpourri. It was
0: round up cinnamon sticks and uh little little uh, uh, pine cones and whatever, dried stuff, and they would send it and put it in a bag, and, you know, it could smell like rosemary and like pine and different, different stuff. So there was one that, you know, looked pretty good that I could, you know, maybe do. So I grabbed a bag of that. When I got home, my son wasn't there, so I went back to my sock drawer and sure as shit, there's my my pot laying there. So I remove the pot and I go get me a baggie and put some of this potpourri shit in there. Get the little, you know, the stuff that looks, you know, and I wrap it back up and I put it back in and I put it under, you know, sock and go marry on my way. Marry on my way. So my son comes home and he goes to his room and, uh, he comes out, and he looks like he's a little upset. And I go, uh, I said, how'd your day go? He goes, oh, not bad. Yeah, what'd you do? Blah, blah, blah. I said, everything all right? And he goes, no, not really. And I go, what's, what's wrong? And uh, he goes, uh, well, I found something today, Dad. And I said, what'd you find? He goes, well, I don't know. And I said, well, where'd you find it? He goes, in your, in your sock drawer. And I go, what are you doing in my room? I said, I don't go in your room. And I said, but, what, you know, what? he goes, well, I was looking for my rookie baseball card of so-and-so. And I go, because I was holding on to it for him, so he wouldn't lose it or put it in his spokes like I did, my Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris and all those cards back in the day. And I said, okay. And I said, well, show me what you found. So we walk back to my bedroom and turn light on and he goes to the top drawer and he pulls out this bag and I go, and, and he goes, right and I said, don't you know what that is? He goes, no. I go, well, smell it. And he smells it. And I go, "It's called potpourri. I said, people put it in their sock drawers or underwear, make them smell fruity, make them smell fresh. I says, so I keep it in there for my socks. And, of course, he kind of looks at me and, you know, I hate to admit it, I lied. I lied to the kid. I wanted to spare him, you know. I, He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready, trust me. My daughter, 12, meh, I can't, you know, she's got evidence. He has nothing. He has, okay, maybe I maybe I thought it was pot, you know, because he, he wasn't smoking pot then. I'm not saying he don't smoke pot now, but, you know, he... He didn't smoke pot back then, so you know that's that's one of the things that you do when you grow up with with pot and kids. You know, I'm I'm now I'm I'm dodging bullets with grandkids, believe it or not. You know, and of course my kids know I I indulge and and it's legal, but, but you know I I don't want them to see me smoking at all. So now you know the great thing about today is you got. These filters or cartridges or whatever y'all call them that you can hit and blow out smoke and you can't smell it and all like this. And it's 92% THC and, you know, people walk around on subways and smoking the, oh, vape pens, that's what they are, vape pens. You know, I'm I'm still smoking out of a pipe most of the time, you know, but uh, yeah, when you get kids, it's a little different. and And like I said, you know, I'm not, Saying it's the right thing to do is the wrong thing to do, you know. Uh, but, you know, you got to be careful. So just remember, you know, you might have to deceive them. It's, you know, I I, I would think that Well, I didn't deceive my daughter, <laughs> I just flat out told her, look, they're going to take your ass away. They ain't taking me nowhere. My son, I deceived. He was easier, but, you know, like I said, the funny part is, you know, uh, got away with it, survived another day. And, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it and, uh, have a good day.